Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. And we are back with another recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Today, we are breaking down the interview with our new friend, Vanessa Van Edwards, who we shared the stage with at the Global Leadership Summit, which was awesome. And I'm actually really curious to hear AJ's top three takeaways, <laughs> because this was you know, really into the science of delivery, I feel like, and presentation mechanics. So why don't you kick us off? Well, my honest, my first feedback was literally like the first part of the interview. She talks about her research in her book, Captivate Sales, in which she said that hand gestures show trust. I was like, well, Rory Vaden is the most trustworthy person on (laughs) the planet. This is great news for you. There is a future. There's a future for you. I was a speaker. I can do it. (laughs) I could do it. I use a lot of I was literally laughing out loud because just about after every podcast recap, I'm like, wait, is with you and the hand gestures. (laughs) And then I realized I do the same thing. Mine are all just like below for where you guys can see. Uh But Rory's like literally hands coming all the places all the time. And I'm like, wow, you've got a lot of trust going for you. Apparently. (laughs) The other thing, you always make fun of me for my facial expressions. My well, exaggerated because those, those are different because, no, it's not the exaggerated ones. Those are entertaining. It's the ones, Rory's facial expressions are she says, very I expressive. Look, I look very negative when my neutral <laughs> looks very negative. It's true. It's true. So anyways, I just thought that was really fascinating. 
And the fact that they actually watched every single TED Talk that was released in 2010 mm. and compared all these things. And I, I really appreciate the data that goes into some of these findings because if you just listen to them without you know, the data-driven background, you're like, what? But I thought it was really fascinating and really interesting in terms of just like the fact that you use your hands shows like the passion and emotional involvement, but then the cues that it relates back to the audience of, you know, simply saying, hey, there are three things that we're going to discuss in this recap today. It's like you make this three. visual connection with the verbal conversation that there are three things. And I thought that was really fascinating and just really a great reminder of like people don't just listen with their ears, right? They listen mm. with their eyes. And I love that whole concept. So that was my first takeaway, but mostly... <laughs> That you use so many. I'm sure Rory was just sitting there going, yep, yep. <laughs> so it was good. Yeah. I thought the whole way that she said that your gestures are basically a second talk track. Yeah. There. What did she say? She said you have two different like, like content two, delivery. Yeah. Two scripts. It's like the words yeah, out of your right. mouth and then your gestures are like a whole second one. So I love that. And then the other thing is I was so excited and Vanessa and I nerded out after the interview was over because y'all, I did this. This was how I got started in the World Championship of Public Speaking for Toastmasters. I took 20 years of championship speeches, which was 200 speeches, analyzed them, graphed them, looked dissected for all, them. dissected them. In fact, on... What was it? We, I don't know if we've shared this story. This is what we weren't even dating a year. So, it was like six months in, <laughs> maybe. So on my birthday, the first year that AJ and I were dating, what did you tell me? We could do anything I wanted? Anything you wanted. She told me we could do anything I wanted on my birthday. Because we were also living long distance. And so I was with you on your birthday. I'm like, whatever you want to do, I'm game. And so I said, <laughs> we're going to spend the whole day watching world championship speeches <laughs> from all the Toastmaster competitions. And you were such a trooper, babe. I like, was, but I will tell you, that's the last time that I've ever said <laughs> whatever you want. Um, no, it was actually, it was mostly pretty good. But, you know, I was like, we were like watching videos from like the late 70s and early 80s yeah. at the time. And I'm like, we really have but to go 20 years Mark back. Brown, that was the day you fell in love with Mark Brown as it's the true. person from this his is, speech. This is true. But so anyways, just for you, like the takeaway for me was this reminder that there is a science to this and all the things that we teach at World Class Presentation Craft are based on a science, a study, the research of mm -hmm. these kinds of things. And if you've either been to that event or you, you know, you're like me and you sort of nerd out about those things. I was just excited because Vanessa seems like another great resource for people that really love the science part of, and here I am using my hands. I can't stop it. I can't stop it. The hands, they just oh go. They lots, just, lots they just go. So yeah. So that was gestures. What was your second uh, My second one was really, I just was so thoroughly fascinated around this whole concept of how do you make a TED talk go viral? Mm. And again, what I love so much about all of this is that it's not just ideas, right? This is like, it's very data-driven, it's data-specific, it's research, and I love that. And I think that, to me, it goes back to one of the recent interviews we had with Jason Dorsey around, like, information and data is mm. your new competitive advantage. And yeah. same thing, we had another interview with AJ Yeager and Megan Cannell, just, like, data matters, data. right? Those insights that you gather really matter. And talking about the titles 
And so she was very specific in how she really wanted to create a title that was like a command statement that you are something, right? So her title of her TED Talk is You're Contagious. She talks a lot about how that's a little bit different right now during COVID. But again, it's just like really putting thought and intention into what would people search? What would people be attracted to? How are people going to find me? And then I thought this was just so fascinating. And I've really never heard anyone talk about it the way that she did is the intentionality put behind getting on people's playlists Mm. on YouTube. So just very definitive focus and intention on making sure that her YouTube strategy was intact, which will lead to my third point in a second. But just the whole concept of, you know, there's a formula for making a TED Talk go viral that really has not as much to do with your TED Talk itself and what you do to make sure people see it. Yeah, that thing about the YouTube playlist was cool because everyone wants to like reach out to the speaker, but she Mm -hmm. is like, I'm much more interested in reaching out to the person who has a playlist that nobody ever reaches out to, (laughs) but they have like these really popular playlists. That was super cool. Another tactical thing for me that was just a good reminder, which I actually never realized the brilliance of what Ted did with the red circle. You know, if they do this red circle, the speaking, the dot, and you have to stay within the dot. And normally, when you take like presentation skills classes, they teach you to use the stage. We talk about that at Presentation Craft of different sections of the stage mean different things. But one of the big risks is that especially non-professional speakers or early speakers, they have this shifty stance where they're just always sort of like waffling back and forth and just wandering the stage, like meandering aimlessly. And it really takes away from the power of stand and deliver, which was like classic sort of like 1970s or 1960s. (laughs) I think of like Mort Utley or Cabot Robert just standing there with a microphone and just like delivering. And that is one of the most tactical things you can do to enhance the power of your presentations is to plant your feet solid, look people directly in the eye and deliver a message, right? Not just wandering around because you heard, oh, you should use the stage, but locking your mm-hmm. feet on those key moments and those key points. And that was just a good reminder for me to get back to the basics of like, yeah, I need to lock. I need to lock in place every once in a while. But so that also, was super tactical. She, same, same time, she talked about the importance of intentional gestures. Yeah. Not just, you know, using hands for the sake of using hands, knocking microphone, but for the sake of like, where are you going to place these and what impact does that have? Same thing goes for using the stage. Yeah. Like go to a location, plant, Mm -hmm. deliver, go to another location, plant, deliver. Don't just Just pace back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good. Yeah. Reminder. I love that. So then my third and final point was just a great reminder again, which I just keep hearing more and more about this from so many people that we interview in the podcast is like, get yourself on YouTube. Yeah. That's my third <laughs> one too. And I just feel like this has been this recurring theme that you don't hear all the places, but we have heard it repeatedly over the last 12 months from all of our guests coming on of, you know, YouTube is still a little bit the wild, wild west, right? You've got affordable advertising still on YouTube. You've got amazing search abilities on YouTube. You've got the ability to emotionally connect. Mm -hmm. It's all video driven. We already know the data around video and how that's going specifically with the emerging generations with Gen Z. And I can't even imagine the one after that where video is the most intimate aspect. And I loved what she said. It's like, if you're selling a video course, then you should be on video 
selling your video course and no better way to be on video than on On YouTube. YouTube. And just like, just little things that you're like, you know, innately, but you're like, oh yes, duh. So those are just really great. But I think, I mean, everyone who is listening, if you listen to this podcast on a recurring basis, then you have heard multiple people talk about the importance of YouTube and the growing importance of YouTube for a personal brand or for anyone. So I think this was just another, you know, kind of like... Yeah, we've never, I've never placed, I think I've missed the boat on YouTube, which I talked about. Well, she says you have not. Yeah, there's still time. (laughs) But like, I just have never realized just the power, the magnitude of everything that YouTube Mm. is. And there were two things about YouTube, because this was my third takeaway too, that like YouTube is king. It's like king of the social medias other than podcasting. But I think number one is that YouTube, unlike the other social media platforms, the longer the video has been around, the more valuable it right, is. The totally more opposite. Views, the opposite totally of Instagram the opposite. and Twitter and Facebook, which is constantly in the push, feed. pushing right. stuff down in the feed, which is true about a blog and a website also. Because yeah, it's, it's like everything Google, that's the case. It's like a fine wine. With age, it gets better. With all the other social platforms, older is gone. And then the other thing, remind me, I can't, actually, I can't remember if this was recorded. Did we talk about the power of being in the living room and watching yes. a video? Because you and I are watching the Mike Todd. Yeah, and also we talked about the TV series, The Chosen. And The Chosen. So You've got this emerging kind of like, like thing YouTube happening with- Like YouTube is TV. It is, yeah. And I mean, we sitting, link it to our TV and, and that's what we and, want. And you and I are literally sitting down to watch church, to watch yeah. sermons, to watch TV shows. That is where we watch our most of our church sermons, specifically this year. On the that couch. That is, yeah. And sometimes in your bedroom, right? Like, and that well, is We don't, so but intimate. people do. And I just think that's really a great reminder of like, this literally is where people are watching TV series, they're watching sermon series. So why wouldn't they also be getting all their content there? And the fact is they are but you just don't hear a ton of people talking about it, but you're going to. Yeah, and we're doing it. We're ramping up. We recorded our first set of YouTube ads last week. They're not live yet, but we're going to be running those and you know, we'll report back to you on how those work. But anyways, Vanessa Van Edwards, my fellow speaking research nerd, <laughs> I'm so glad to have met you. Vanessa, and... you have no idea what you have created over here with these I fans. Know. Yes. And now I am empowered. <laughs> I'm empowered for full hand gestures with, oh. with meaning. But so anyways, check out the interview. Thank you for being here. We hope you get in practical takeaways. That's what we're aspiring to do. We're grateful for you. Have a great one. We'll catch you next time on The Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of The Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building 
a reputation. 